Most heists prove that crime is a young man's game, or a young woman's game, as Machine Gun Molly taught us in the 60s, because even carrying out the loot is a lot of work. I mean, gold is heavy. The oldest thing that comes to mind are these old-timey bank robberies and the black and white photos that go with them. These heists couldn't happen today with modern technology and security, plus cameras everywhere. Well, in 2015, a bunch of senior citizens pulled off one of the biggest heists in English history, robbing over 14 million pounds worth of gold, jewels, and cash. With the amount of heavy machinery used, you'd think they were retired Special Force soldiers, not actual retirees. Our target this time was the Hatton Garden Vault. We're reporting the heist at the Hatton Garden Safe Deposit Company here in London. Thieves, if you remember, broke into the vault of the heart of London's jewellery district, stealing cash and gems. Now, it's not the type of bank that you or I would go to. It was described as a safe on steroids, filled with 999 safety deposit boxes, which they used to store jewellery, gold, diamonds, and of course, cash. The vault was considered to be impenetrable, which just feels like a bad omen to claim. Let's not forget about that unsinkable ship, Titanic. But then again, it was built in the 1940s, so you'd think it was at least bomb-proof. It was three years in the making. A raid on this safety deposit vault whose security system was well past its sell-by date. It was located in the Diamond District of London, and as that name suggests, this is where all the high-end jewelers were. These boxes were used by customers, staff, and even some of these shops. That is, until Easter weekend 2015, when the nearly two-foot solid wall was drilled through by a bunch of pensioners stealing diamonds, jewelry, cash, and who knows what else was being kept in these safety deposit boxes. After all, people liked them not only for the security, but also the privacy. I mentioned the gang was old, but how old were they? Well, the ringleader, Brian Reeder, he brought over 30 years and 26 million pounds of heist experience with him to the vault. He had been caught money laundering after the Brinks-Matt robbery in 1983. For context, that heist was before I was born, and this heist is after I turned 30. Now he was 76, and he took the bus to the heist. We don't even know if he still had his driver's license. Now let's talk about the getaway driver and lookout. It was John Kenny Collins, arguably the most important role in a heist. And let's check out this guy's resume. He was 75 years old and suffered from diabetes, memory loss, and arthritis. Nobody is surprised that he fell asleep while on the night shift lookout. I know he wouldn't be my first choice if it came to white knuckle police chases driving through hidden alleyways. Another member of the gang was in his 60s and took 29 pills a day for all of his ailments, probably including the original liver pills from Billy Miner's train robbery. Even the young members of the gang who had just turned 60 had health issues of their own, including double hip replacements and suffering from incontinence. All told, there were nine in this group of senior thieves. As easy as it is to crack jokes about their age, these old-timers worked smart. They used the best tools they'd need to make cutting through that concrete as easy as possible. 
They also timed it smart, recognizing that their best window was Easter weekend, which in the UK is a four-day holiday where everything, and I do mean everything, especially banks, would be closed. And in 2015, Passover, the Jewish holiday, fell on the exact same weekend, meaning even more people were staying home. They also got very lucky. A nearby gas main caused an underground fire, diverting traffic and making everything around there a huge mess. Now the gang was smart, but not that smart. The London Fire Department said that it was actually caused by an electrical fire. With all this going on, the gang drilled through 20 inches of concrete, creating a hole just small enough for a couple of them to squeeze through and pass the treasure's back. Once inside the vault, they broke into 72 of the 999 safety deposit boxes. Hatton Garden had some extra inventory at the time though. Only about 500 boxes were in use. The gang did all right with these odds, with 43 of them containing something worth taking. I'm always one for a bit of a conspiracy theory, and some people think it was an inside job, or at least that there was a specific target. The locks in these boxes aren't known to be hard to break, because they're already in a vault, in a building armed with security and alarms. So why stop at 72? when each one had over 300,000 pounds of valuables inside, and most of the contents can be carried out in a backpack. It's not like stealing paintings or statues. How were they caught? The gang was smart, wearing masks around the CCTV cameras inside the building and used some insider knowledge to remove the hard drive with the security camera footage. Somehow they were even smart enough to block any wireless alarms. From a parked van, the gang unload bags, tools and wheelie bins, take them through the fire exit and down the stairs. Inside the building, the lift is disabled on the second floor, and from the ground floor, some abseil down the lift shaft to the basement, and then break into the area between the iron gates which guard the passage to the vault. The CCTV is disabled, the phone cable from the alarm box is cut. Through the night, the men cut and drilled their way into the vault. Game on. But with all the skills and experience they had, it was modern technology that brought them down. Combining license plate recognition software and CCTV on the streets, it made it easy to realize that Kenny Collins, the getaway driver, had been seen in his own car not once, not twice, but five times around the bank. This made getting warrants, surveillance, and everything else you need to catch a criminal pretty straightforward, especially when the gang kept getting together at the local pub to divvy up the score. The total value of this heist was 14 million pounds. So why then were the sentences so light? They were only sentenced to a few years in prison each. It wasn't their old age or pity by the judge that got them off easy. It's because safety deposit boxes are typically uninsured, since they are perceived as safe. The contents aren't usually known, and the bank doesn't keep a list of what's being stored in each one. People like the discretion they offer. There was also the fact that people didn't want to come forward with what was missing from their boxes. One of the members almost got away with it. He was known only as Basil. That evening, Basil was first in through the main door to the building. 
He had keys. How is not known. And he was on the run for three years before being caught. He turned out to be the young gun of the bunch, a youthful 58 when they finally arrested him. Before the heist, he was working for a security company, and he was the one that knew all the ins and outs of the alarm system, including how to block a wireless signal. How could this story not make it to the big screen? When it came to the trial, there was a film producer sitting in the courts, and it wasn't long before these bad grandpa's stories were featured in TV series and movies, including King of Thieves, starring Michael Caine as Brian Reeder. Fuck Fuck off, Basil. Yeah, fuck off, son. Leave it to me. Everything chicky-chiboo down there. Dig a grave. They're fucking killing me. Most of the safety deposit boxes contain the kind of jewelry you'd pass down for generations. Not necessarily wear day-to-day or pick up to go with a new outfit. From watches to earrings, ShipBob stores and ship your brand's jewelry globally with warehouses in America, the UK, and around the world. 